What is up, Podcast Nation? Listen, I wanted to come to you before I give you the podcast today and tell you that this is the final week that you can pre-order the new book, Unhang Your Harp, and receive a free message called 12 Keys to Answered Prayer on CD, absolutely free along with it. So listen, if you have not done so yet, I encourage you to go to shop.miracleword.com. That's shop.miracleword.com and pre-order this new book, Unhang Your Harp. I'm so excited about it. It's going to show you how praise opens the door to every blessing that God has set aside for you in his word. And I know it's going to stir your faith and put you on track to go to the next level in 2018. So I want to thank you ahead of time for everybody that pre-ordered the book and those of you that are about to do it. It really means a lot to me. All right, let's go and get started with the podcast. Let's roll the intro. Listening to the Miracle Word Podcast, we believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast again today. And I've got something for you from the Word of God that is going to be powerful today. I can't wait to share this with you. In fact, it's a question that many people ask, and it's very misunderstood, especially in this generation. But I want to deal with the thought how to attract the favor of God or the grace of God into your life. And, you know, in our generation, we have a lot of people that would define grace as the unmerited favor of God. So the first thing I really want to do today is I want to talk about or ask the question, is God's grace or his favor unmerited? Which means you don't have to do anything to receive it. It is just God sovereignly choosing to bestow his favor and his grace upon us as the believers or the world at large. And I want to answer that question quickly because uh, we have this understanding that there's nothing we can do to obtain the grace of God, that God chose to give us grace and uh, it's, it's his sovereign choice to release it from heaven. And so because of that, I want you to understand that there's been some uh, confusion really in the body of Christ because people don't understand that there are things you can do according to scripture to receive more favor from God than you already have. There are things you can personally do to receive more grace from God than you already have. So to answer the question, uh, is grace unmerited favor? Is grace unmerited favor? I would have to say yes and no. And here's why. The Bible says uh, that by grace are you saved through faith. So you understand that the point that the writer's making there is that you didn't do anything to make salvation available to yourself. Every person on the earth was dead in their trespasses and in their sins, the Bible teaches. There was nothing any man could have done to force God to make salvation available to mankind. 
There was no action that anybody took that made God say, you know what, they're right. I'm going to send Jesus, my only begotten son, to be a sacrifice for the sins of the world. Nobody forced him to do that. God so loved the world, the Bible says in John three sixteen, that he gave his only begotten son. So it was based on God's love for his creation that he chose to extend to us the grace of Jesus Christ. And so in the salvation covenant, grace is unmerited because there was nothing that we could do to merit salvation. There was nothing we could do to force God's hand and provide a way for us to be saved from our trespasses and our sins. And so the Bible says that God chose to send Jesus Christ as the sacrifice for our sins. And look at what the Bible says. I'm looking at John chapter one, the gospel of John. And I'm going to look at two verses, verse 14 and verse 16. And I'm reading from the Amplified uh, Version. Look at this. The Bible says that, and the word, which is Christ, became flesh and lived among us. And we actually saw his glory. Glory as belongs to the one and only begotten son of the father. The son who is truly unique the only one of his kind who is, look at this, full of grace and truth. So John 1 14, the Bible says Jesus came and lived among us and he was full of grace and he was full of truth. So God's grace was made into uh, a man named Christ who was sent to save us from sin. But the Bible goes on to say, now, if you go two verses down, John 1, 16, check this out. The Bible says, out of his fullness, that is Christ's fullness, out of his fullness, the superabundance of his grace and truth, we have all received grace upon grace. Listen to this, spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing, favor upon favor, and gift heaped upon gift. So the Bible's telling us there that because of what Christ did out of his fullness, what was he full of? Full of grace and full of truth. Jesus is the word, full of grace and truth. The Bible says out of his fullness, we all have received and grace upon grace upon grace. So when you receive Christ through faith, you receive the grace that he's full of. And the Bible says that he's full of grace and truth. So in one sense here, as we start, I want you to clearly see that the salvation grace that we receive from God, there's nothing we could have done to receive that. But our favor or our grace does not end at salvation. And here's what I really want to show you from the word of God today. There are things that you can do to attract the favor of God into your life. You can attract the grace of God, which I don't believe grace is a covering for your sins, as some do. I believe grace is an empowerment to do what you're called to do in the kingdom of God. Jesus did not need a covering for his sins. He was sinless. Jesus was the perfect, spotless lamb of God who was sent to take away the sins of the world. And if he was full of grace and all grace does is cover your sins, then it would have been unnecessary for Jesus to be full of grace. 
Grace is an empowerment to do what the word of God has called you to do. It's an empowerment from God to do what you've been called to do. So the Bible says that not only was Jesus full of grace and truth, but now he gave us the ability to have grace and truth afforded to us in our personal lives. And so there is the ability to receive favor from God and his favor is so powerful because once God has favored you, it doesn't matter who stands against you or tries to determine the fact that you will be blessed or will not be blessed. Our blessing is not based upon uh, man's preference. Doesn't matter who likes us. Doesn't matter who doesn't like us. That's why Paul, the apostle, wrote to the church in Rome. And you know what he said in Romans eight thirty one? He said, "If God is for us, tell me who can be against us." That's a powerful thought. If God is for us, who can be? against us. That's why I'm telling you today that if God shows you his favor, it really doesn't matter who tries to oppose your life or to oppose your purpose, because if God's favors upon you, then there's nothing that anyone can do to stop you from advancing in the kingdom of God and in your personal life. The Bible says in Psalm 75 verses six and seven, that promotion does not come from the east or the west or the south, but promotion comes from the Lord and he decides who will rise and who will fall. Who does? God. He's the only one who can decide who will rise and who will fall. And when his favor is turned toward us and he decides we're going to rise, it doesn't matter if all of hell and every person in this world said we're going to fall and fail and lose out on what God said is ours. That does not matter because God's favor has already made the decision that we're moving forward and we're going higher. That's what supernatural favor does for every man and every woman. And so when you begin to understand the favor of God, you begin to understand that the power of God is encapsulated in the favor of God. That's why it's an exciting thought to know that there are things you can do personally to receive more favor receive more favor. And I want to just show you in this podcast, two things that you can do from God's word to receive more favor or to attract more favor from God in your everyday life. Number one is this, uh, and if you have a Bible or if you're, if you're listening, I'm going to read you the scripture, but it's found in James chapter four and verse six. This is the first key to receiving more favor from God. The Bible says, that God gives more grace. That's why it says God opposes the proud, but gives more grace to the humble. God opposes the proud, but gives more grace to the humble. See that? So God has the ability to extend more favor and more grace to people who choose to walk in humility. People who choose to walk in meekness. Many people don't know this, but meekness or humility is the key to greatness and inheritance in the body of Christ. If you, That's why the Bible tells us that pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Pride is the prerequisite for destruction. 
If you've never heard me say that before, please get that into your spirit. That's why the enemy does his best to try to plant pride into the spirits of men and women, because he knows pride goes before destruction. A haughty spirit comes before a fall. But the opposite is also true. God said that if you can find a meek heart, if you can find a humble spirit, then I will give you your inheritance. I will extend to you my favor. That's why when Jesus was teaching in Matthew chapter five, he said in verse five, blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. So meekness is the key to inheritance to receiving your divine inheritance from God, humility and meekness. The Bible says that Moses was the meekest man in all of the world, the meekest man in all of the world. But the Bible also declares that Moses was the greatest man in all of Egypt. So you have to understand that the, the key that caused Moses greatness to come was his humility, was his meekness. And Jesus said that when I see someone who has a meek spirit, they have the ability to receive inheritance from me. So the first thing you can do to make favor abound in your life or to attract the favor of God into your life is to make a decision to remove pride from your life. I love what this scripture said in James chapter four. It's very interesting to me how it's worded and how it's phrased. You know, the Bible does not say that God is disappointed uh, with the proud. It said he opposes the proud. He resists. One translation says he resists the proud. That means God, when you, when you allow pride to activate, be activated in your life, it means God is actually working against those who live in pride. Think about that. God is opposing them. He becomes their opponent, people that operate in pride. But he said when he finds someone who's humble or who is meek, he gives them grace or he allows favor to come into their life. So the first key that we have got to make sure that we are cultivating in our lives is humility and meekness. Throwing out uh, the old way of doing things, which was whatever we thought was in our best interest, and doing what the Word of God says. You know, one of my favorite scriptures is found in Isaiah chapter 55. Now, when most people go to Isaiah 55, they always talk about the fact that, you know, God's word comes out of his mouth and it always accomplishes what he sends it to do, never returns to him empty or void. That's powerful. But before God said that, he said two things that are extremely pertinent to what we're talking about today. And they're found in verses eight and verse nine of Isaiah 55. Listen to this. God said, my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Why is this important to understand? Well, when we decide what's best for our lives, when we decide what we're going to do with our lives, when we decide how we're going to act and the decisions we're going to make without consulting either the spirit of God, number one, or the word of God, number two, what we're actually saying to God is, Lord, we think our ways are higher than your ways. We think our thoughts 
are higher than your thoughts. And it's a mistake because that's pride. It's saying, God, I don't need to pray and ask you what I should do with my life. I don't need to read your word and see if I'm meeting the standard of your expectations because those things don't matter. I will decide what goes on in my life. And it's very interesting because people really live like that without even knowing it. And that's why, you know, even today, you know, we have people that go to college. We have Christians, spirit-filled Christians that go to college and end up having to change their major three and four times. They're in tons of student loan debt, have to work until they're 40, 45 years old, until their student loan debt's paid off, all because they don't have direction from God because, number one, they either didn't ask God or they didn't get it in his presence enough to hear the voice of his spirit. And that's an issue because it's saying, God, I'm going to decide what I can do with my life, not you. I heard Kenneth Copeland say something recently that I thought, man, that's powerful. He was teaching on this. And and one of the things that he said, which I had never thought of before, he said, parents should never tell their children, you can be anything you want to be. He said, parents, you should never, ever say to your kids, you can be anything you want to be, because if you're a disciple of Jesus Christ, that is not true. If you belong to Christ, you can't be anything you want to be. If you belong to Jesus, he has a plan for your life. He has a purpose for your life. And you have to be what he's called you to be, not what you want to be. I made up in my mind, I don't want to be what I want to be. I want to be what God's called me to be. And see, pride is so dangerous because it makes us believe that we have better plans than God. We have better thoughts than God. We have better ways than God, but it's untrue. And if we live that way, failure is inevitable. But when we live according to the commands of God in his spirit or from his word, Success is always inevitable and favor will be attracted to our lives every single time. Number two, this is the second thing I want to show you today regarding how to attract the favor of God into your life. The second thing we've got to see is that not only does humility uh, attract the favor of God, but also the knowledge of his word attracts favor into our lives and attracts grace into our lives. Look at what the Bible says in second Peter chapter one and verse two. And I'm going to read actually through uh, verse four. This is so powerful. Listen to this grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of the, and of Jesus, our Lord see that. So favor or grace and peace are multiplied to a person by the knowledge of God and Jesus Christ. Let's go further. Verse number three, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. There it is again, who called us by glory and virtue. Verse four, listen to this, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may become partakers of the divine nature. That is so powerful. Having escaped corruption that is in the world through lust. So by the promises of God or the knowledge of his word, get this, you become a partaker of God's divine nature. You actually get to assume 
the nature of God through the knowledge of his word. And that is how grace or favor is multiplied into your life. It is multiplied by the knowledge of the word of God. You know that Paul was teaching the Ephesian elders in Acts chapter 20, and he says to them, he said, now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance in the saints. So notice there that Paul's talking about the word of God that has the ability to not only encourage you or build you up or take you higher, but also to give you your inheritance. And really, if you want to be truthful about it, these two things are linked together. Nobody that will not humble themselves can receive God's instruction through his word or through his spirit. Pride does not allow you to receive instruction. Pride does not allow you to receive instruction. Please get that. It takes humility and meekness to receive the instruction of God. That's why, as I was teaching you the first point, that has to be the first thing you receive. Because without humility, without meekness, you cannot even receive the instructions of God through his word. And so the knowledge of God's word will not even work in you unless first you're a meek and a humble person. But understand this, the Bible says God gives grace to the humble and the Bible says grace is multiplied by the knowledge of God's word. And so through these two things, humility and the revelation knowledge of God's word, favor is attracted and multiplied in your life. Favor is attracted and then multiplied in your life. That is so powerful because once you understand that, you see here what was written in Second Peter chapter one is that you now become a partaker of the divine nature, which means that what God can do, you can do. What God can say, you can say. Understand, it gives you the ability to be like your father, God. And that is God's design for his people. That's what he wanted from the beginning to create a race of beings that were just like him to operate in his favor and his power and his authority. That's why before he created Adam, he's he turned to the Trinity and said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. And that is what he accomplished when he created Adam. And that is still what he's expecting today, which is why he sent Jesus the original grace so that Christ could return us back to what he originally intended when he created mankind for himself. I want to encourage you. Favor is available. Grace is available to your life today in full measure. And if you can find the humility, see, the key is we've got to prepare our hearts. That's why the Bible says, humble yourselves, humble yourselves. See, it doesn't take God to humble you. In fact, God said you can humble yourselves. The devil has nothing that he can do against people who humble themselves. This is James chapter four, verse seven. Therefore, submit to God. Submission takes humility. Submission says, I'm not the leader. He's the leader. So see here, it gives us the ability to walk in freedom from every attack of the devil. Submit to God, James 4, 7, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Notice the, notice the pattern here. Number one, grace comes to the humble. Favor comes to the humble. 
And then that humility allows us to submit to God. And then it also allows us to resist the devil. No one who is proud has the ability to resist the devil because they're operating on his wavelength. Notice that it was pride that got the devil kicked out of heaven. Resist the devil. How? Through humility, through meekness, and through the knowledge of God's word. And he will flee from you. That word flee actually means to run away from you in terror. To run away from you in terror. Your submission to God, your meekness, your humility, your knowledge of the word will give you the ability to make the devil run from your life in terror. And that's the power of the favor of God. Listen, I want to pray for every one of you before I close the podcast today and pray that not only God will empower you with meekness, but that your eyes in the spirit would be open. Paul called them the eyes of your understanding and ask God that they would be enlightened. See, I'm going to pray the same for you today because when your eyes of the, uh, when the eyes of your understanding are enlightened, you'll see things in the knowledge of the word you've never seen before, which allows you to go to greater levels of favor than you've ever been before. Father, in Jesus name, I pray for every man, every woman that's listening to the podcast today. I pray in Jesus name that you would let meekness and humility flood their heart and their life today. If there's pride in them, that's holding them back from receiving the favor of God, let it be removed supernaturally today. And Lord, Open the eyes of their understanding and let them see what they've never seen in your mighty word today in Jesus name. And Lord, as they see it and as they ingest your word, I pray that this would be a year for them of explosive favor, of explosive grace like they've never seen in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you for it and give you praise. Amen. Listen, before I go, let me quickly mention every Wednesday we are uh, doing Worship Wednesday on Facebook Live. And uh, we are teaching from the Word of God. We're going to be doing actual praise and worship. We're going to be teaching different things and doing tutorials on worship. You're not going to want to miss these. They've been powerful. So every Wednesday, take a look at our Instagram and our Facebook. We're announcing the times that uh, we're we're coming on Facebook Live for Wednesday. And uh, you will be blessed. I promise you that. I love you guys. Don't forget, until next time, goodness and mercy are following you for the rest of your life. I'll talk to you next week. We would love for you to join us in a live service. To find out when Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. will be near you, please visit our website at www.miracleword.com.